<laughs> Unless you sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know they mad. They can't stop. Number one song. Yeah, you can hear Black on. This is the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode, episode 79 of the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, P-O-D.com is the website. Facebook.com slash Kinda Famous Pod. Hey, that's where all the activity at, so I would say go over there. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shit. Oh, people collectors. The people collectors been moving. All the free ones gone. I think I said this shit already, but all the free ones gone. So you can still get that or the cosmic culture. Um, t-shirts as well. Uh, every every uh, shirt comes with a sticker. Uh, now we got some stickers in the building, some good quality stickers. If I get um, the sponsorship moving on that, then we'll promote the sticker account. But till then, not doing that. Arrowfilms.com slash buy now is how you can get one. Or over on the I'm Kind of Famous podcast on Facebook um, is the link to Cash App It. Or if you just want to Cash App me just because you want to, dollar sign, row IKF. Do that. Just send me something. I ain't tripping. Dollar sign, row IKF. Send me some shit. Or shoot your boy by $15, $17, some shit like that. We'll send you one of these clean ass people collected t shirts just like that. They on sale. So. You can either go to arrowfilms.com slash buy now. Get your people collected. We got several colors on there. Or Cosmic Culture, if you're into your Zodiac Wave, you can get one of those. Or just get them because they dope. Shit, they real dope-ass fucking designs and T-shirts. Um, I got a big giveaway to go with the people collected. I talked about that last week. I don't know what I'm going to do quite yet, but it's going to come jam-packed full of stuff. It's just a good grab box collector's edition box for people collectors and we'll throw some cosmic in there too uh cosmic culture by ayala uh but like i said you cash app it we send it it is what it is we keep it real simple uh there's a link on the website or like i said actually there should be links in the notes of the show so i don't know how you consume the show you go to spotify that's my preferred place for you to go spotify itunes uh, Google Music, YouTube. Uh, even though I may be making some changes to the YouTube, but the back catalog on the YouTube will still be there. Uh, just anywhere, Stitcher, anywhere that you can get a podcast, a log a podcast, a download a podcast. We there, we there. Seventy nine episodes as of today. Well, well, seventy nine plus because we got some of the uh, Catch These Hands podcast that's in there as well. Um, mm, 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 mm. that's it. Oh, in the book, man, I need to start promoting more of this book. Wi-Fi Rock Bottom: The Whole Reason for People Collectors. So you can get that as well, uh, for a price that is over at arrowfilms.com. I may figure out how to get you over there on the Facebooks and everything, just to make stuff easier. Honestly, I was talking to a friend of mine, Leon, with Lasting Blueprint Productions. Um. He's, he he used to run a website called Word of South that was real dope way back, you know, in the music days. And um, he's been teaching me, hipping me up on the SEO, 
the ways to make sure things are done right, you know, where people can consume it easily and get to it easily. So it's not a hassle to look up. I'm pretty easy to look up. I've been lucky enough that I've done some things right where it makes it easier for people to look us up. But that's not the case for everybody, but I could do it better as well. So that's what I'm attempting to do. Make sure where however you get to the kind of famous podcast or you get the arrow films or you look me up that it's real easy to attach to. All right. Uh, let's see what else I got. I'm, I'm working off no notes because my fucking laptop is still charging. But um, hit y'all with the people collectors. Hit y'all with Wi-Fi rock bottom something about meth book that was based on. Well, not based on the the shirts are based on the book. The merch is based on the book. The brand is based on the book and the documentary that you can see on YouTube right now, wherever you, uh, everything, everything's linked up. That's the dope shit. I was doing shit right. <laughs> Luckily. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it for the plugs. Oh no. From the ground up. We we're approaching episode one. YBM smooth. Uh, we did some voice tracking or narration the other day. Me and Carla, Carla did it. Uh, she's going to be narrating. She's the voice of the show that keeps things moving. Uh, so we did some voice tracking with her, and that came out really, really well. Um, and we should be doing some some degree of press really soon. Uh, so locally, if you're in Wichita, Wichita, Kansas, Kansas area, from the ground up, groundupict.com. We changed the Instagram from the ground up to groundupict, so we kept everything lo- uh, linear. Hashtag ground up ICT. Uh, while you had a hashtag, hashtag kind of famous, Kyne Da famous. Um, to make it all easy to to get to, we'll be doing really, really soon. We'll be releasing the special I'm kind of famous podcast from the ground up episode. So you should start to see two episodes in one week, starting next week or the week after, for at least six weeks or something like that. So don't be alarmed. I'm not giving you two shows uh, as a norm. It's just because we're going to do some specials with that. But also, depending on what I end up doing with the UFC, UFC's coming in town. We may end up doing some more extra episodes. What's dope right right now, honestly? And I'm going to preview this. So you know what to look for coming on these uh, From the Ground Up episodes. Uh, Carla created, Carla Yala, a local radio personality, personality for the number one Radio station in town, Power 93.5. She came up with a game. Came up with a game. And it's a really, really dope game uh, called Shot or Not. We got some graphics and shit. Everything going to go with that. We'll also be be showing, doing the show live on social. So, yeah, you start to see that on, hmm. You're probably on IGTV at Row Knows. You'll start to see the episodes on there, but we'll be going live on the fa- on the Kind of Famous Facebook page with this new game called Shot or Not. It's a trivia game. It's about privacy, and it's f- crazy. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal game. I can't wait to do it. We're going to do it first with the from, from the ground up guests. We'll do them with guests, and eventually we should be able to spawn this off into its own show. And I'm going to say this right now. Once we do this show and it's and it's banging like I know it is, y'all gonna be copying. If I see copies of my show, or I shouldn't even say my show, it's her show on my show, but whatever, it's a mashup. We're gonna do it. I'm calling it out. Straight up. 
I'm gonna make sure y'all know we the first and only ones to do it. This our game. Can't nobody claim it as ours. Shot or not, coming real soon. Look for that on live on um kind of famous pod at Facebook and Road Nose on IGTV. Boom. Now them the plugs. From the ground up, ground up ICT.com. Ground up ICT on Facebook. Ground up ICT on Instagram. Uh, uh-uh. all right, check it. So, look, I just finished watching an insane documentary on Netflix. Who last week we got into the bag of talking about the fire festival a little bit. We don't want to spoil it. I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't gonna. I'm this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this documentary on Facebook, on sorry, on Netflix, I put a link on the kind of famous pod Facebook page. Uh, where you can watch it for free if you don't have Netflix, but it may be gone by the time you hear this. If it's not, just rush over there, go check it out. But it's a documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. This shit is bonkers. Um, and I don't, I'm gonna try my best not to spoil, but I'm putting spoil alert because I'm gonna play a clip that fucking blew my mind. But also, I may let some things slip out because just this clip alone just blows. It's crazy to me. It's just, it's crazy. Um, But Abducted in Plain Sight is a documentary and I'm going, let me pull up some information real quick. I'm going to give you the actual synopsis that I'm supposed to give you because, you know, we're going to give some respect to the show at, at, at minimum. You know what I mean? Uh, Abducted app abducted in plain sight is a netflix documentary in 1974 12 year old jan uh jan broberg i I never really i guess i never paid attention to the name anyway jan broberg is adopted from a small church going community in idaho by a trusted neighbor and close family friend and when they say close family friend they mean fucking close family friend um this is one of those uh, and the name the, the name of the guy is uh the family friend name is robert Bur- uh virtual 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 some shit like that um it don't matter because once we talk about it, you're gonna want to go see it so it's one it honestly is a very frustrating documentary to talk about it really is it's frustrating. It is hard to talk about abducted in plain sight without spoiling it because you just want to spoil it. So you want to, you know, fresh off of R. Kelly, and I just said this, is that how so many people was complicit in helping this crook, a criminal, alleged serial rapist, serial child, serial child pedophile or whatever, predator, sex predator, R. Kelly, Robert Kelly, off. Not just him, but some of his staff, and a lot of the people that was even shown in this documentary, uh, surviving R. Kelly. Well, this one takes the cake. This one takes the cake. And what's so hard is when you watch these people on the thing, um, victim being victims. It's like everything was in front of your face. You knew that something wasn't right, but yet. You kept handing your child to this neighbor 
who was we don't know what he was well jan is actually in the documentary and she tells what some of the things that was going on when they would go out but bobby b as they would call him from time to time um he was manipulative and he was he was good and i want to say he wasn't good but in 1974 i can assume why you would you know, some of this shit in the trusted neighborhood would get away with shit. It was just very early on. They talk about how he handed her, you know, some pills for her allergies. But at no point did anyone really say that she had allergies. Never did she even say she had allergies. All she knows every time she got with him, she somehow had allergies. He gave her a pill. She took, fell asleep, woke up, not knowing what the fuck happened. Later, we find out sleeping pills. So... I don't know, you know, though the Bobby B, he didn't have kids or anything, but he would insist on taking Jan and the not even the fam, just Jan out to go kick it, just them two, young girl, and shit would happen come back home and everything was cool but this doc starts where he picks her up and this is the first time that he actually they looked at it as abduction because they was gone oh i gotta say this <laughs> i gotta say this so they go they get found missing get found missing they were determined to be missing because they didn't come home uh later that night like they were supposed to B's wife, because he was married, comes over to the this is comes over to uh Jan's family's home, who I believe I forget how old she was at that time. And she's she's worried, she's concerned, and everyone's concerned. And now this is payphone error. So you really don't have a way to get to nobody. And every time that the she the mom was like, I'm going to call the police. She's like, well, no, don't do that. We don't get them concerned. I'm sure they're on their way back real soon type shit. Well, nope, not soon. Not soon at all. Because what happened when they found them, they found them, got them uh, uh, windows all busted up, blood and all this kind of stuff. He basically faked an abduction, faked the scenario for them to come up missing so that they would have some degree of sympathy when they return from being gone for so long it was all bullshit it was made up as manufactured but even though that the family felt like they knew better even though the police was like eh, i don't know about that they were still like you know what we trust him he's a good guy we trust him he's a good guy we got our daughter back that's all that counts here's the thing not even the thing i'm jumping all around this bitch it's this one clip that when this happened, when this happened, my whole mind was blown. Because this doc hit you from so many fucking angles, man. And you really don't like you just get more frustrated at everything. But it was a moment where Bob um, was was. I'm going to just play the clip. <laughs> I'm going to just play the clip because that's the only way we can do this. So let's run this clip from um, 
abducted in plain sight on netflix that you can also find on right now on our facebook page mr birchhold was very knowledgeable in the sexual field but he did not have a good relationship with his wife sexually one day he came in the store and i could tell that he was extremely disturbed he says are you free let's go for a ride He says, I, I cannot stand my wife. I, I need to have sex. I could see that he, he was sexually aroused. He says, oh, can you give me some relief? We were laughing, and he said, oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff, and I've got to have relief. So I was dumb enough to reach over and relieve, relieve him in an act of masturbation. I did the worst thing I've ever done as far as breaking the trust and the fidelity that I had with my wife. I entered into a homosexual relationship with her father in order to to have access to Jane. I had a fixation for Jane. I didn't know why, but I did. And I wanted to be around her. Look, that blew my mind. That was, he said, he said, His wife basically wasn't getting, he wasn't getting none. He was frustrated. He just needs some relief. And the worst thing he's done, because once you watch this, that ain't the worst. That ain't the worst shit he's done. You, you jacked him off. Like, you jacked the man off because it's, you married with children. You're kicking it with the homie, the neighbor. And just because he's like, man, my wife won't. Come on, man. Just put something on me. You know, it's, it's child's play, man. It's like being in a treehouse. No. I wish. No, I don't. I, don't, I ain't going to put that out there. If a motherfucker was sitting in a car with me and was like, hey, man, I need you to jack me off. It's, it's been rough. Like, nigga, you better get the fuck out of my entire vehicle. Get out of my automobile right now. Asking me to jack, get the fuck out of my automobile. Get out of my moving vehicle. While it's moving. Thank you, bye. But this ain't shit compared to, we talking aliens. This dude set up a recorder, a, 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 a device for the little girl after he adopted. He got married to the little girl. It's so many fucking things, man. Talking to aliens. She believing that if she don't do this, the aliens going to make her not exist. It is crazy. It is crazy. Abducted in plain sight on Netflix, man. I'm going to get off of it because I'm going to spoil it if I keep talking about it. But that clip, and you see that, uh, you, you hear the voice of uh, Robert, uh, whatever the hell his name is, Bob. 
uh, at the end where he talks about he got in this relationship with pops so he can get close to their daughter and and had a relationship with his wife as well. He was running roughshod through a whole family. He was having his way with them. <laughs> oh man, he was busting. Fuck it, I'm out. I'm out on it. Anyway, uh, you should check it out. the The link is in. I probably put the link in the description. Um, but definitely at Facebook.com/slash Kind of Famous Pod. You can the link will be there as long as it's there. If it's not, get Netflix. If it's not, you know. Fire stick gang. Do what you got to do. You know, use somebody account. <sighs> One thing I didn't want to do, uh, and I was talking to somebody about uh, about this, like, I'm kind of pooped on talking about sexual everything. Like, sex crimes and all this. But you can't do that this week. Chris Brown. Chris Brown uh, had an alleged, alleged incident where he was uh considered uh not considered but um I guess considered he 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 had a accused someone accused him of rape and um he was arrested overseas and then eventually let go uh and recently as in yesterday or the day before I don't know whenever you're hearing it but this happened um the girl, his actual actual accuser, because since then, Chris Brown has decided that he will sue her. Um, or, I mean, at least his lawyer did. And, of course, my lawyer want to do it. I'm going to do it, too. Chris Brown said he wanted to sue the girl. And, you know, everyone's ready to counsel Chris Brown because, you know, the whole Rihanna thing. And, you know, we just had the thing with R. Kelly. So we're in this place where... We activate really fast before knowing everything. You got to let things play out. And fortunately, things played out long enough for this to happen, for us to find out that the case is bullshit, that the girl was lying, and now she's being sued or about to be sued. And since then, she's reached out. She's been on her social media, and she actually made this post that says, Chris and I met in Paris after an event that I went to. Oh, and I'm not saying her name because... You can find that on your own. But Chris and I met in Paris after after the event that I went to. And after that event, we linked up and had a few drinks from the first of all. Chris, why are you linking? Why are you why are you linking up with regular girls? You had you you can you can, anyway. From there, we did a few. We did a few. Now this is overseas, so excuse some of the grammar. From there, we did a few stuff that was consensual with both of us. I thought it was rape once I left because I didn't remember if I agreed if I wanted to have sex with him. I'm so sorry. I apologize to Chris Brown for the false allegations that I made against him. Please, I'm 20 and I don't need to be sued. It was a honestly, it was honestly a mistake. I'm 20 and don't need to be sued. It was honestly a mistake. So in this culture of, you know, instinct and granted, you know, she does say maybe probably the most compelling line there is. I thought it was rape once I left because I don't remember if I agreed. Here's the thing about consensual sex. I mean, she kind of she's 20. So her language is probably 
mixed up as you get scared and things. But she says we did a few things that was consensual with the both of us. The problem with things like that is, you know, anytime you say stop technically or not even technically, actually, it should be over. Um, but it is hard to read uh, signs when you get so far in the consensual part. Um, you can't, and I don't know if you can or can't, and that's my lack of uh, uh, experience in this area because I've never been accused of anything. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't done anything accused worthy. But when you leave and say, I could not remember, you know, I thought I thought I was raped once I left because I didn't remember if I agreed, if I wanted to have sex with him. It's not very often when sex happens that we go, you cool? You cool? Cool. Let's do it. It's not often. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm a traditional person. I'm a regular civilian like you. Maybe celebrities have certain things that they do to kind of prevent situations from happening. But the problem is, if you don't know, you don't remember if you agree, you have to replay everything, all those moments back to see, is there a point where it could have been confused as agreement? But also, rape shouldn't be, I couldn't remember if I agreed. When sex is happening, sex is happening. Now, if you're saying you don't remember having sex, you know, and things like that, okay, maybe we start to play a different angle because you have the rufinols and, and drugs that 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 create amnesia sometimes on people. So you don't know, and that's you know part of being drugged is to fuck with the memory. But not remembering if you agreed versus not agreeing and agreeing to have sex i think it's two different things you if you wanted to have sex with him and you did have sex with him and everything carried out like a, a consensual sexual encounter uh, verbal consent isn't always needed unless you just did not want to have sex and it happened anyway please i'm 20 and i don't need to be sued for an honest mistake no you you know in the same way if a guy makes this mistake He's going to get lashed. You kind of have to be lashed too. false accusations go a lot because here's the thing with false accusations, you know, and, and a lot of things get cleaned up. But the thing with false accusations is. You make an accusatory statement, that person gets drugged, it gets cleaned up, but the people who've already drugged them don't necessarily stay with the story because they've already felt like they have the opinion that they want to have. And so they go on, oh, Chris Brown is a rapist, Chris Brown is a rapist, Chris Brown is a rapist. But it's been dismissed, found out the girl was lying, blah, blah, blah. But now his reputation is tarnished, minus the Rihanna shit. Just, we're just talking about this situation in a vacuum because Chris Brown, his name can be exchanged for many celebrities. The reputation is tarnished. He can't come back from that. You get to continue living a regular life. So being sued is kind of a warning to not lie, to not 
fake it. But I will also say if you if you were raped. Uh, and, and there's a story about Conor McGregor right now. Where he allegedly, you know, he, he strong armed a chick. He she slapped him. He beat her up, put her in a chokehold, raped her in the anally raped her. And um, she didn't do anything. Um, and now she's, you know, after him. There's a story that's supposed to be coming out fairly soon about this. You know, rape kits. Tell someone she was supposed to be bruised and all this kind of stuff. You know, a friend of yours should have taken pictures. You take pictures. And I don't know if any of these things have happened. They could have happened. But that's why it's important when you get, you know, physically, brutally raped. You have to right away. It's important that you do that right away because no one, you know, I like Conor McGregor. I'm a fan of Conor McGregor. I don't I hope the allegations isn't true. But the longer you we stay away from the allegations, the less it compelling it ends up being because it's like, OK, is this because he's one of the most famous faces in the world, one of the richest faces in the world? Should we do something about it? I want to stay on that long because I'm again, I'm tired of talking about sex crime, but I got one more for the road. Uh, as a filmmaker, I got to stay abreast of. You know, a lot of these films, I love documentary as well. And I love Michael Jackson as well. So this caught me. Sundance has picked up a documentary called Leaving Neverland about Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson abuse history, as they put it in this article. Uh, I'll read the first paragraph here. Leaving Neverland, the documentary investigating Michael Jackson's years of sexual abuse allegations premiered at Sundance Friday. The four hour documentary directed by Dan Reed chronicles the King of Pop's long running relationships with two boys, James Safechuck and Wade Robson during the 1990s. Now, in their 30s, they tell the story of how they were sexually abused by Jackson and how they came to terms with it years later. The film. Oh, and that's the official synopsis. So. Here's my problem. And me and my friend is funny. Me and my friend had this conversation like if this doc, and her, Let me start here. Him being dead, not being able to defend himself, especially when he's being drugged through the mud all these years. And um, it's and I get it. It's easy to make that. Uh, R. Kelly parallel. Uh, but for Mike, his kind of stopped. With a certain group. When a certain group was done. Um, he had a lot to say no, you know, on his side. He had a lot of dismissing. Of course, if you uh, settle, you look guilty. And he settled a lot. And I get it. You know, if you're a man of that much privacy and that much celebrity and that much wealth, you probably don't want people digging too much. And I get that. Um, um, so I don't necessarily always go guilty with settle. Uh, but it depends on how much shit is surrounding you, how much guilt is surrounding you. And me and a friend of mine had this conversation about Michael Jackson in this um, Leave in Neverland documentary. Uh, for, 
several things. First, for me, he, he's not able to defend himself, and that's problematic for me. But he asked me, and, and we talked about it, you know, would we be ready to um, get rid of Michael Jackson? And, I'm a, and he knows I'm a tremendous Michael Jackson fan. I own a lot of shit, Michael Jackson. And I said, it has to be compelling. It has to be great evidence. For me, I know how documentary works. And so I know how framing works, how you can make, you know, honestly, documentary is the art of making you believe something happened that never happened. You know what I mean? Like, I'm putting together these scenes. I'm, I'm, I'm creating a Frankenstein of a scene so that I can hit the mark. I can get that right amount of emotion out of you, that instinct, that gut reaction, that relatability, all these things I'm trying to do to you in the documentary. And every documentarian does the same. There's nobody really giving you exactly how it happened because sometimes you're not even the right angle. So you got to fake and stitch angles together. Give um, uh, uh, um, show facial expressions that may not be actually the reaction to the thing that said, but you was there and you saw a very similar reaction. And so you cut that in and you make it work and you, you just stitch all these things together. The art of making things, making you believe things happen that never happened. And so I have to be cautious when I'm watching, you know, docs. I was the same way with surviving R. Kelly. It was certain things about it, like, nah, you don't get to be innocent because you come off way too complicit. Because I understand, like, you're telling the story and they're stitching it for sympathy and this and that. But nah, you had some doings. So when I watch, because I will watch Leaving Neverland. It has to be compelling and if it is as bad as it has to seem then I, I would have to but I also go I don't counsel music so with R. Kelly I don't listen to any new music that I hadn't heard from him but the old stuff is still there same with Cosby the old stuff is still there those th those things still happen now with R. Kelly is a little tough because of the influence of the songs are nasty now so it's like, uh, I don't know if I really want that. But um, Michael Jackson was so prolific. Um, same with Bill Cosby. Same with many other uh, artists. Um, and so with Mike, I have to watch it. And hopefully there are holes enough in it. Another problem, four hours for a documentary is much. You're not Ken Burns, bro. Which also is telling. Four hours tells me that they plan to run this on TV. So my skepticism goes a little higher. You know, I give the people uh, between Surviving R. Kelly and uh, the one that was made with the BBC, they got that shit out there quick. They put it on TV. They put it on the internet. When they was done and finished, they got to it. Granted, they made money. They made advertising money. But showing this at Sundance, you know, means I want to sell this. I want to get paid for this. And so it, it has a certain feel to it to me, an, an exploitive feel to it. I would love to know who's in this document. I would love to know. And a lot of people say it, it's a little slow as far as some of the early feedback that it's a little slow. Um, it does follow too. It does come off really nasty, but it's a lot of drone footage as well. Overhead shots, things like that. So it's not a lot of substance in it other than the talking head stuff, psychiatrists and things like that. Um, 
and it's based on these two boys that eventually got over it. Now, here's my not I, I don't want to trivialize that statement. Uh, they eventually got over it. But I want to know the angle. Why now? Why this? We never heard, you know, interviews or anything from these kids, but these two at least before. I don't think, uh, you know, I would like to see more stories. But honestly, I would like if it's that bad, if we want to really get a predator, if we really want to, you know, uh, 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 counsel it. Just put it on. Get it out there. Fuck selling it. Protecting children, protecting um, showing people how the mind works, showing how these predators work and things like that. Put it out there. Let's not let's not lean on the fiscal part of it, which I know this is probably going to be an expensive film because there's going to be a lot of litigation from that Jackson estate. There's going to be a lot of it. Um, and so we'll see how it plays out. But there's a lot of things about this that is uncomfortable for me, um, primarily as a fan. So when I say uncomfortable, I mean, I'm not I don't think I'm ready to be compelled to change um, how I view one of my favorite artists and icons, music icons. One, I'm also uncomfortable with the business behind it. The marketing behind it, um, how it's getting out there, because that makes it looks away for me. Four hours for two people is a bit much. You know, um, I think you can tell a story in a shorter frame. I, I honestly think the R. Kelly thing could have been shorter. So uh, we'll see what happens here. I'm pretty sure when it goes to two, TV, it'll be a two-parter or maybe they'll try to make it a week or four-parter with a, a bonus episode on the fifth day. Because um, you can't, you're not taking that to fucking, you know, Netflix is four hours. Not 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 all in one sitting. Uh, Let's see. New J. Cole out there. New J. Cole record. Um, I like it. I love it, actually. Um, and it's uh um Middle Child is what it's called. Uh, I, I'm not going to play any of it because I don't know. You know, obviously I play regular music. My, my thing has been like, I'm not going to play popular music because I don't want to get in trouble. But I'll play some unheards and things like that. But the new J. Cole recommend, it looks like he takes a swipe at the young Yeezy, man, and push. I dig it. Uh, very early in the track, he uh, has a few lines that... Um. Feels very, uh, I don't know how you say it, but it feels very dishes. He doesn't say any names, but he basically um, talks how he celebrated, uh, you know, how, how Drake gave him a gift. Wait a minute. Is this breaking news? I'm going to read this story real quick. I'm going to keep talking. But Jay-Z, not Jay-Z, <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, J. Cole um, in it, he talks about, you know, he'll never, you know, he, he didn't diss it because two legends can coexist. Um, he would never diss a dude for nothing, um, especially to sell a sneaker and this whole thing. I mean, he was taking some real shots. It's called Middle Child. Um, right now, a story, I was looking for the Middle Child. And uh, then the story popped up. 
And as much as I don't want to talk about the man, uh, I guess I am. Kanye, because we're kind of talking about him anyway. So I'm going to segue off that J. Cole. But that new J. Cole record is fire. Shout out to Dreamville. Dreamville goes really hard. I listen to a lot of Earth Gang. I like J.I.D. I like, of course, Cole. Uh, they're making rap music with substance and dope-ass fire beats and delivery, man. I, I, I would tell anybody uh, to go check out the Earth Gang because they are dope. But Kanye West is suing Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records and EMI, the company that helped him launch his career because he says they owe him a lot of money. You filed two lawsuits Friday, one against Rockefeller claiming that he signed an exclusive recording agreement with the company. The suit is heavily redacted, but he's asking for a declaration of his rights over a dispute he's having and he wants money. I'm not going to read all that, but uh, that's interesting. The actual headline reads Kanye West sues Jay-Z's Rockefeller and MI and EMI says he revived Jay-Z's career. Um, I'll say this. Um, I wasn't the biggest Jay-Z fan for very long. Uh, really unanswered up until American Gangster. Then I started to appreciate him a little bit more. I'll say Kanye. Kanye, I mean, he did a lot for Jay. You can't take that, but just uh just blazed it for real. That's a tough one, Yee. I guess he's just trying to stay in the news. That's, you know, Yeezy. Yeezy does it. I'm kind of sick of talking about him, so I'm not going to stay on that long either. Um, Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous Pod. I may go ahead and share that little story on there. I don't know. Um, Another thing, you know, uh, Kansas City and who was it? The Patriots. Had a fucking amazing. We watched the Super Bowl. If you watched football and you saw that game, you watched the Super Bowl. Ain't nothing else. Ain't nothing to watch now. Ain't nothing to watch. Uh, I can't believe that the Rams and the uh, Pats are going to have a better game than that coming for the Super Bowl. So, um, look for for that. But that fucking that Chiefs game was incredible. It's a great game. Uh, so a lot of conversations have been had about Travis Scott performing. You know, they've been calling him all kinds of names. He fucked up by saying he got with Kaepernick or his people said so. Looks silly. Um, here's the thing. I don't care. Clearly, I'm watching football. I don't really watch the halftime show. I don't watch any halftimes if I can help it. Him performing is him. They say that they don't get paid for that. Now, if they don't get paid for that, I do kind of change my statements here, or my feelings, my sentiments. Um, Because if he's not getting paid, so the deal is he's going to perform and they're going the NFL is going to donate half a million dollars to a charity. They say they do this with all the performers, so no one necessarily gets paid. It's just a good platform to be seen on. If that's the case, whatever. Um, I don't think he probably should perform because my argument is like I'm not in that man's pocket. I'm gonna stay out of his pocket. And if it's a goal for him, just like a goal for Kevin Hart was to perform um um at the Oscars or, or host the Oscars, let the man fulfill his moment. Like because at the end of the day, man, if this is something he wants coming from Houston, being you know being this different kind of artist and different kind of rapper, and gets all the way to performing at the Super Bowl. Who is T.I. to tell him he's wrong for that? Who are all these people who've never performed at these big events to tell him? Now, granted, T.I. is a megastar. 
but he hasn't performed at the Super Bowl, I don't think. Um, also, Big Boy. No one is coming at Big Boy for doing the same thing. He's performing as well at the Super Bowl. So the thing is, I, I just don't, I think you got to let people do their own career path and make their own career moves. You can criticize them. You have the right to do that. But the problem is I'm glad that he is still going to perform because I can be upset. I can say whatever I say about Travis Scott right now on my platform. I can, and everyone has many platforms with social media. Um, you say whatever you want and then you move on to the next thing. That's a part of his livelihood performing exposure an artist is nothing without people being there to consume the art that's created you know doing this for the small group of people who love you means very little in the grand scheme if you're not getting it to the people that you are creating it for and he's a superstar travis has a great year great two years and to cap that off with a super bowl performance one of the biggest games in the world for pretty much really America's game, that's no longer baseball. As much as they want to claim it, it's football. And granted, I get it, the whole knee kneeling thing and that, this, that, and the third. But what, I mean, at the end of the day, unless the player, and I'm, I'm consistent on this. If the players are not, if the players are going to continue to pay, because at the end of the day, they're saying, this is how I feed my family. Then I really can't gripe about an injustice. Because they know the situation and they continue to play, but it's millions of dollars that we're talking about. Um, I don't know if players are still kneeling. And I don't know if people even still care. And I don't know if the NFL is finding people, players. So if that's over, the fight was the Colin Kaepernick and everyone's like, he should get his job. That ain't about shit, honestly. It's not about if he should get his job or not. If he's standing up for something he's willing not to play for it, that's him. Let him continue to stand for it. Don't say he should have a job if it's a racist system that he's playing for. Why would we want brother, soul brother number one to continue to play in the racist system? Why does he want to play in the racist system? So if that's how you feel, he should stay out and we shouldn't want him to play. But if a person feels like okay there is some problems there's some kinks but this is still a game i love or this is still a game i want to play or this is a place i want to be as far as performance or if this is a place that i want to be employed at because here i tell you this i bet everyone who's saying that they the players shouldn't play for the nfl blah blah blah, blah. if that was a job online and you was unemployed and that job having to be selling tickets for the nfl selling merch for the nfl being on the sideline at the nfl a lot of you are going to take that fucking job you best believe it because you're going to want your check especially if you're not making money and you're going to care less about the whole kneeling aspect you're going to go do your job because you and, and that's what travis is doing he's going to go do his job like it or hate it all right uh let's see we're almost done here i'm gonna say this and then we're gonna get f- out of here is um uh the government's reopened and that's dope. Roger Stone, one of the closest uh, Donald Trump's closest allies, has been charged um and indicted 
for several crimes to go with the election. And that happened before the government reopened. I personally feel like it was reopened as a distraction. But I'll tell you this. I did get to a place where I was like, yo, fuck all this wild shit. Fuck whatever. Y'all figure this out. But people are not getting paid. People are not getting paid. They will. Some people will eventually get their back pay. And that's good and that's dope. And there was so many um, people on the other end of the conversation saying, well, they're not getting paid yet. They'll get paid. But at the end of the day, yo, West Star Energy don't give a fuck when I get paid. They want their money. My landlord don't give a fuck when I get paid. They want their money. People are getting evicted because of late or no checks. Or potentially evicted. They told to go get loans and told to go get different. No. I'm working my job. I need to get paid. Shout out to the TSA workers who said, fuck that. I'm taking sick days. And I get it. I, and I, I was telling a friend, I don't know how people do it, but I get it. They saying, look, man, I love this country. You know, let's keep this thing afloat. These things will get figured out. But God damn, man. Could you imagine dealing with someone's shit and not getting paid? So you'll miss the first check. You're like, well, you know, I missed the first check, but they gonna get this shit figured out. But once you miss that second check, or looks like you gonna miss that second check, fuck this job. <laughs> I'm gonna go get another job. The job where I can't just show up because they will get fired. You know, they would still had to adhere to uh work uh workplace policies. But then it was the contractors. And I saw a story on TV and the contractors who um, who wasn't getting paid. And they won't get paid back pay. So they miss a month of pay. They just start up when the government starts up. You know, bless them. And hopefully some of them have money. And maybe someone comes through and say, you know what? We'll absolve you of this month. Um, people talking about, well, they shouldn't live check to check. It's not about that. You can't go. You can't go. People on the dole and taking free government services and things like that, food stamps, Medicaid, blah, 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 living off of your taxpayers. And then the ones who are actually working, you're telling them, well, you shouldn't be living check to check. Well, they getting paid. They figured out how to work so you wouldn't complain. And the government being closed for a while doesn't make sense. I have friends of mine. Tell me, you know, we need we got an immigration problem. And really, this is about the wall. Everyone's posturing and it's kind of bad. I said, the problem is that there was a deal. And I talk politics a little bit, but there was a deal. He added the wall. He added border security to that deal that was already made under the previous group, not the Democrat group, not this new house. It was ready to go. And he shut it down for the wall because he campaigned on that. But the, here's the thing. You can't he move. We can't move the goalposts. He said, we'll build a wall, Mexico will pay for it. We'll build a wall, Mexico will pay for it. It's dumb, but okay, cool. Mexico will pay for it. Then you go, all right, well, we need to pay for it, but it'll be a wall. Mm. All right, we need to pay for it, then it's a slats. So now Mexico's like, I told y'all motherfuckers we weren't paying for no wall. Told y'all that from the beginning. Y'all know that. And I compared it to this. If me and my neighbors having a beef and I tell my wife, I'm going to build a fucking fence to keep him off my yard 
And I'm going to bill his ass for it. He going to pay for that fucking wall. And my wife is gung-ho. That's damn right. Yep, yep. That's what's going to happen. And I go build his wall. And I send my neighbor to bill. I cannot then turn around, look my wife in the eye and say, well, you know, maybe we should look in our budget and see if we can figure out how to pay for this. After I promised her, my neighbor's paying for it. Can't do that. Your wife shouldn't accept that. You started a fake premise that you couldn't commit to. You told me the neighbor, he was going to pay for the wall. You know, you can't force someone to pay for a wall. And so we moved the goalposts. And then everyone act like we should still stand with that. The budget isn't that much in the grand scheme. No, it shouldn't have been in the budget because that's not what you told us that was going to happen. You know what I mean? If you told us that you wanted to do your slats and still was going to build Mexico, I'm like, whatever, nigga. <laughs> I don't care. I ain't paying for it. But then you tell me I'm paying for it. Then, hey, now we got to talk about something different. That's not what you told. I, know, I didn't vote for you for one. And that's not what you told them people. So we're not doing that. So he eventually caves now and the government's back open. People getting paid. Uh, shout out to those who won't, though. Shout out to those who won't, though. Keep Keep running. You know what I mean? Keep doing what you got to do to uh you know make ends meet the plus side is income comes back income tax seasons back people can get their returns now and uh hopefully you all get a return that helps offset that um situation and 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 everything will be you know cool copacetic all right so we're gonna get out of here man a little short one little little short but we did we did our thing uh again arrowfilms.com a-r-o-w films.com slash buy now get these people collectors or cosmic cultures uh we got several shirts there right now they're on sale for 15 bucks uh you can cash out app that to dollar sign row ikf r-o-w-e ikf send it to me tell me what you want in the notes just tell me uh the shirt the size and the address or email me or or whatever make sure i get the information enough so i know where to send it that's what people been forgetting when they do that is to let me know that and we'll send it to you tell me the color tell me your size uh and then there's some design codes on there uh, you should be able to find this on the kind of famous pod i'm gonna make sure that i stick i'm gonna figure out a way so that you know how to order the people collectors of cosmic cultures right from ikf uh, uh facebook page but you can definitely go to arrowfilm arrowfilms.com slash buy now get one also get that book Wi-Fi Rock Bottom from the ground up, groundupict.com. This is the official website for the web series coming up really, really soon. Produced by me and created, uh, producing, created by me and Carla Yala Power 93.5. And we are featuring a lot of the local artists. It's a conversation about what it mean, how what it means to make it as a rap artist and the things that you deal with in the struggle, the hustle, the bustle, and the heartache and the pain and the great moments and from the fucking backstage to this from the behind the scenes to the stage. That's what it's about. So check that out. If you get an opportunity, it's coming real soon, but you'll know it because it'll be all on the I'm Kind of Famous page. Uh, I think that's it. Let's get into the news, the music. So this artist, I've been enjoying for a while. I know I don't know how to say his name, but it's Eli Sostre. And of course, as always, we put the the song in the show notes. 
But I don't know how I, I can't actually I came across some of the Brent Fayez playlist on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify knowing how to create some of the curate some of the dopest playlists for real, for real. I don't know anybody doing it better. Shout out to Spotify on that. Uh, but Eli Social's got a couple projects. This one is from an album called Sleep is for the Week. His other one is Still Up All Night. And uh, he got several new singles out. But this song, off of this album, uh, which one I see? I had one I wanted to do. So I had a song that I wanted to play from him. New Addy. But I think I want to play something different. Let me go over to this one. I want to play Birds Chirping. This one is off Still Up All Night. It's an older one from 2016, but I want to play this one. So we're going to play this one and get up out of here, man. I really appreciate y'all. Yeah, hey, hold on. First of all, so I was looking at the numbers of the podcast by accident. And I didn't know how well we was going to rebound after the Christmas break. Say, so, hey, man, y'all got a nigga right back where we at, man. We got several. I think we gonna, probably by now we're going to be in the thousands, back in the thousands. Uh, of listeners so that's dope and what we about to do this year especially with the new game that we got coming up soon uh shot or not when we do these interviews oh my god oh my god so hey keep rocking with me man you can find me over at road nose if you want on instagram if you want to holler at me um uh, again the facebook page the website kind of famous pod k-i-n-d-a famous pod p-o-d check it out and we got new shit coming real soon but this we're gonna play um it's by Eli Soster from the Still Up All Night called Bird Chirping. And until next time, tell your mama I said hi. That's like, yeah. Us in the background.
So, in light of you being kind of famous... Why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?